Abba. Abba Yahweh. Again, you have graced me with breath to rise from slumber, to be in this your new day that you've walked. Teach, guide me, Father, to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to be righteous in your eyes. Father God, thank you for allowing me to be a conduit to share your truth, your knowledge, and your wisdom to reflect your light, Father God, to shine that out, not showing off, but shining out your light, to share this with my brothers and sisters and for those that are not sure, they're searching for an answer. And that through your truth, Father God, that that answer would come and that they would reach out and grab on to your strong, righteous right hand, Father. Grab onto the rope of hope and satisfaction and draw themselves through the word to you, Father God, to that safe haven. Abba Yahweh Aman, Yeshua Aman, Barakritos Aman. So here we are again. Again, in the word of God, um, I had some things to share, some things that I've been seeing and some words that I've been hearing from this, this powerfully, <laughs> powerfully egregious politics that's going on in this world that are just... Um, Honestly, I never thought I'd see it happen, but here's the thing. It happened before. And you might say, oh, what are you talking about? All you got to do is read the Bible. Go to the Bible. Study the Bible. Look in the Bible. Not from front to back, but back to front as well. Regula fidele. Rule of faith. Read the word in its entirety. It is a treasure house and full of the knowledge and wisdom of Lord God Almighty. Hashem, the Lord thy God, speaks through his word. Those that wrote and penned these books, the many men and women that penned these books, they did not author this book, they penned this book. They were chosen of God to write these words down. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the first and the last and the always. The ancient of days. Alpha and Omega. And this very thing that is happening to this nation happened before. This nation was founded as one nation under God. And this nation has chosen to turn its back on that way. You ask again, well, when did it happen before? If you look at the Bible, you'll see that the nation of Israel did that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did indeed. And you will find that factoid in Samuel. First Samuel, you can see where this happened. And the Lord God spoke to this very thing. You will find it as, uh, let me see here, specifically, when you go to First uh, Samuel, 
and you go through 1 Samuel, you will read where Eli, who is allegedly a man of God, he was a Levite for the church, and you you understand that... um, when you have these special individuals, they were supposed to be the guardians of all these things and taking care of the synagogue and the temple and all these things that were within the temple. Well, Eli and his family faltered there because Eli had two sons. He did not chastise them. He did not correct them, and they became very much more self-centered and worthy. There's a word I'm going to share with you because it happens so much now. Aggrandizement. It happens today. Eli did it and his sons. They make themselves appear more than what they are. Makes their efforts and their appearance to be more grandiose. We have people that do that now. And if you researched any of these individuals, you would find out that the back pages are full of the truth and that the front pages that are shared in the media and given to the people are absolute lies. And they try to make it much more than what's warranted by the facts. Um, I'm pretty certain that I shared with you before this. um, I did tile setting and tile work for uh, a school friend, and we had grown into adulthood. And and, uh, when I first got out of the military, I had some trouble finding work and things going on. Um, So I was working with him, and he was doing tile work and tile setting. He'd gone in partnership with a fellow. And so we used to work. We used to have to travel to get to our work about 45 minutes of driving time. And we'd get over there, and there were several different types of individuals. We had worked for an actual millionaire, a real-life millionaire, who could go to his bank at any given moment with his signature alone and not seeking permissive attitudes from bank presidents, lawyers, CPAs, anything. He could sign himself out a million dollars cash. He was a genuine millionaire, a true millionaire. He was also not arrogant, not rude, very kind-hearted, treated his employees that worked with him very well. He built residence for them on their ranch. I, I think I did share this with you. But he had um, he had beautiful horses. Quarter horses were his specialty. And other race horses. And some of his animals sold for quite a bit of money. And he seemed to be doing quite a lot of, uh, a lot of trade with the... Uh, Arab Emirate, the sheiks liked, they liked their horses. Um, He had quarter horses, he had Arabians, um, he had some Morgans, but his animals were so well cared for and so well bred 
they garnered him quite a good deal of money. But the ones that really got rewarded, yeah, he got rewarded. He got paid. He got good money for the animals. But he also did not forget and rewarded those individuals that worked for him and took care of the animals. He wasn't out there every day taking care of them. He did not forget who got him where he was. And there is the, therein lies the fact of these other individuals who are false millionaires, who are fake, who need to have bank presidents signed documents, CPAs signed documents, and they like to roar out and say, oh, I'm self-made. I started here. But now look at me. Look at me now. That is aggrandizement. They are making themselves appear greater than what the reality is. And they claim this being self-made. Well, they're not. This other man started out, he ran away from the ship, he came on with his grandparents with 35 cents in his pocket. And he is still a kind, humble, good man, and he takes care of those that work on his place and take care of his horses. They each have a residence that is established there. They live in those residences rent-free. He provides them an automobile. And not brand spanking new, but I mean good used vehicles because he's got a number of people that work for him. So he provides that for them. He provides them with medical and health benefits and he gets their children to school. He provides for them because he has not forgotten that they helped him get to where he is. A very kind man. Now, we're going to flip the coin over. We also work for another arrogant, rude, pompous ass on the other side of the valley. He was not a true millionaire, but he liked to vaunt himself up higher than everybody else. He liked to boss people around and those contractors that worked in his house, including my a friend and, and his partner and myself, he liked to talk down to them. And he did not ask anything. He would order them. And uh, yeah, he was not a good man to work for and had a number of times had actually had contractors that walked off the job because he was ruining work that they had already done and didn't even pay attention to anything and just shrugged his shoulders and said, uh, you can fix that. And that's not exactly the point. When you're asked by a contractor not to tread somewhere or some, because they're trying to get the material to set up, and then went in and, and had ruined, I mean, ruined a flooring that we had put the tile on, but he went in there even asking several times, and even as he was walking across there, not to go, and the contractor was going to turn and go back, but he says, come on, come on, get up here, i got to show this to you. But what he did is he put the sink that this plumbing contractor and kitchen contractor, he had put it in backwards. If he had put it in the right way or he had taken a moment to look at what he was doing, he would see that it was not going to fit because he was putting it in backwards. So the contractor just simply looked at him, took it out of his hand and turned it around the way it was supposed to go and set it right in exactly how it was supposed to be. What did he do? shrugged his shoulders and oh well, and walked right back out. Instead of going the short way and outside and away from all this, he walked right back across where they had just come from, not taking care to step on the same footfalls, but somewhere else, and ruined more tiling and setting and getting rid of all of that. Well, the contractor went out the side door. 
the easy way and went out and around. So he didn't ruin anymore. This guy carrying nothing for anything. So we had to go back in and remove all those tiles, everything again. And, when, you know, it was, it was quite tedious and, and a lot of extra work. And then we had to put new masks down and reset the tiles all over again. You have a difference in personalities that result in people that run around roaring, hollering, I am a lion, I am a lion. Lions don't really have to do that. True lions don't have to do that. True millionaires don't have to do that because they already know. But then you have those that are not and they want to make sure that everybody knows that they are. So they go around making these announcements. I have seen in life where those that make those announcements get themselves into a jam because they're declaring something that isn't true. And then when it comes to manifest their promise, they cannot because they don't have it. Instead of doing all that, speak truth. Remember what I shared with you. Let your yeas be yea, your nays be nay. Be cautious of what you declare. The declaration of the truth of the word of God. Let it be his truth, his knowledge, and his wisdom. Don't buy yourself up to a higher position than you are. Or let your... Make sure I say this right. Don't let your... Uh... <laughs> there were some old sayings that are coming to mind. But don't allow your alligator mouth to declare something that your canary tail end can't support. It was said differently back in the old days. But what that means is that you got this alligator mouth that opens really wide and you're shouting all this falsehood out there. But the reality is that your tail end is the size of a canary and can't support what you just hollered out to everybody. Why? Because what you were just hollering out to everybody was a lie. It wasn't even truth. Be cautious of what you speak outwardly. This is why when so many times people ask me to come and do this or come and do that, I tell them the Lord willing, I will be there and I will help you. I'll be happy to do so. And then so many times you have those individuals say, oh yeah, 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 we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. And then the truth and the reality comes out and they don't show up. I have found that mammon, the word of man is very shortcoming where the word of God is full of truth and strength and power. The empirical evidence that has been shown to me through his word is amazing. It cannot be denied. And I found a couple things here that relate to that. In the Old Testament, in the book of First Samuel, Samuel was a powerful prophet of God. Powerful prophet of God. He was the one who, incidentally, if you recall, or maybe don't recall, might not even know. That's okay. But he was the one who anointed Saul to be the king 
of Israel, and he also anointed David when Saul was declared by the Lord God Almighty to be incompetent and not worthy, which actually happened. And you have you have a lot of things that were happening back in those days with, with Samuel. But Eli and his family were given a task and then they declared themselves to be something that they were not. They were out there roaring and wandering around and declaring themselves to be something that they were not. And that's unfortunate because they had been given a great and powerful gift and declaring something that wasn't true. And I love the fact that God allows me to share things with everyone and to do this thing. And it is God's truth, knowledge, and wisdom. This isn't about me. This is why I removed my name. It's not about me. This is about the haven of truth. God's truth. His word. His knowledge. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta give to that. You gotta give to that. You must give to that. If you're a true believer, you must bow down and step aside to that. Because it's not about us. It is not about us. So I'm going to share a word that the Spirit took me to. Let me find it here in the old text, in the old translation, if I may. Oh, goodness gracious, now I can't find it. Well, that's because... (laughs) I'm sorry, I went the wrong, wrong direction. So this is in the midst of when the Ark of the Covenant was taken away and Eli and some others were not doing as they should do. And when we go here, the Ark of the Covenant had come back was taken from the Philistines and uh, they were taking it to their their uh, the city where they were going to take it the closest and, and get it back to where it needed to be. And then the declaration was made in the city and the men of Beishmish asked, who can stand in attendance? On Hashim. Remember that translates to Lord thy God. This holy Hashim. And to whom shall he go up from us? Well, translating that. This is. Who can stand. Against his God. Who can stand against our God, the Lord God? 
And I'm going to share with you, <laughs> just turn to this marker, was unintended, but and I don't even remember placing it. But I'm old, I forget stuff, but sometimes the Holy Spirit will draw me. And he took me right to Proverbs. And if we look in the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. Continually to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Translation, a wise person will heed and hear instructions and guidance, which this book that God allows me to share the words from this testament. It is his truth, his knowledge, his wisdom that guides my steps. This is not about me. This is about Lord God Almighty. This is about Jesus, anointed of God, Christ, his only begotten son, who came and died for me who came and died for you that believe and have an opportunity. For those that do not believe, if not accepted yet, they're unsure, but the opportunity was given because Jesus came and did it. Jesus came, wasn't asked by us. Nobody seemed to care, although there were those that were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. In some translations, it's given as one word, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. But it's actually a compound word, Hosanna, Hosanna. And it means, save us, Lord, we pray. And there are those that cry out that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a word of praise, like hallelujah, but the actual translation is that it's, not it's they're crying out and i i believe that there were some of course that that followed when they heard others crying out that they cried out the same thing but um, there are those that knew of old terms and old words and they cried that out because they had been praying for the messiah for decades decades they were praying for the messiah because they had word they had read the words of the prophets and it was declared and they were taught and they understood the words of the prophets. 
However, this is part of the problem that Jesus ran into with the Sanhedrin because they did not heed the words of the prophets. They vaunted themselves and made themselves be something that they were not. That goes back to that word I shared with you, aggrandizement. They were making themselves out to be more than what they were and the truth told and enlightened, but they didn't pay attention to it. They covered it over with their vaunting value and attitude. Made themselves to be something that they were not. Declaring that they were a lion, but they weren't a lion. They were actually kittens. So, brothers and sisters, we need to heed that word and that truth. And we need to know that that truth is the word. And that word was with God from the beginning. And the word was God. That shared in the first book of John. I've shared that with you. Before. I'll share it with you again. It's worth repeating. Remember, I shared that with you. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word is God, and the word will be God, first, last, and always. He is the Alpha, he is the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author, the finisher. He authored this book, not the apostles and not those that the books are given name credit for. You have the book of Ruth, the book of Esther, the book of Job. You have the, you have the book of Jeremiah and Luke. You have individuals that wrote these words down, but they are not the authors. You have individuals that will think that they're synonymous with writer must be the author. Well, no, that's not accurate. That's not accurate information at all. It's not synonymous. They wrote it, but they didn't author it. You say, well, how can that be? Simple. God breathed the inspirational word into them and they wrote down what they heard from God. They copied it down from what they God was dictating it to them and they copied it down. That doesn't make them the author. You have that done in offices now. They have, or actually back in when I was younger, they had dictaphones, they call them. They didn't have tape recorders and this other stuff. They had dictaphones. They didn't have a cell phone sheet. When I was working around stuff like that, they didn't even have pages. The computers that were working, we used to have to work off of microfiche. And you should have to do calculations by hand. You'd have to look in the books and do the configurations by hand, pencil and pen. They didn't have all these things that we have nowadays and take for granted. So these individuals, they took dictation from God Almighty, the maker of all things made, ancient of days, the great I am, Adonai, Elohim, Elohim, our great Father and Lord. 
further reading, John 1, verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. Hmm. That's an interesting wording there. Pay attention to that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. If you're paying attention and heeding his words, they're talking about Jesus, anointed of God, Christ, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we're all together. But the second portion of this, the same was in the beginning with God. Further reading, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light and that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Further reading, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received and grace for his grace. For his grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And this is a record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to talk to him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And then because they didn't heed the word, they didn't pay attention to anything else, they tried to declare that he was something else or question that he was somebody else. They tried to see if he was Elias and all these other prophets and all. I can only imagine that John, <laughs> I, I perceive that, that he probably scoffed at some of them that came to ask him questions when they were saying about and he would tell them, he would tell them exactly the truth, but they questioned it. They didn't, all they had to do was go back and read the scriptures, the words of the prophets. They didn't bother doing that. 
Why? Because of their arrogance and the authority that they thought that they possessed, which they really did not. And he told them, They were seeking answers, but they didn't want to hear his truth so that they could give the answers. And as we say, uh, as we see in verse 22, then said they unto him, give an answer to whom, to them that sent us. Oh, I'm sorry. Then said they unto him, who art thou? that we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As said the prophet Esaias. And they that were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptize thou then if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? John answered him, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you, whom ye know not, that he is, and coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bathbara, beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. And the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven as a dove, and it abode on him. This is, this is power. And just like he said, He was come to this world to bring the Holy Ghost that was staying on him, was in abidance with him. And there were those out here that would not receive him, would not listen. When he went to Nazareth, his own hometown, he went out of compassion for his mother, his Emma. He went for her sake and for those who would listen and hear. They didn't want to hear anything he had to say. Instead, what did they do? They jeered him. They cajoled against him, saying things like, Ah, what authority do you tell us anything? We know who you are. We know your brothers. We know your sisters. We know your mother and father. Why should we listen to you? You're just the son of the carpenter. And Jesus, because of their lack of faith, and he told the disciples later that he could not stay. And he did not stay. He did a few healings and touchings and prayed for a few people, and then he left. You see, here's the thing that we have to remember. We are given choice. 
We are given choice. Why? Because it's more powerful than command. You have individuals, I run into them at my work, they enjoy being in command. They don't know how to be in command. They don't, they don't get it, but they like to boss people around. God and Jesus could very well do that, easily do that. But the thing of it is, is that we have been told already that God does not prefer that. God prefers that we have a choice. And he declares that in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And those of us that choose to be believers. And here's the very thing, that, that pervert that changed the whole wording around saying that we have to change how we teach John 3.16 because God's not doing it right. Whoa, is that guy, unless he repents and God forgives him, is he going to have some serious answers to put out there? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. There is no fear of being lighted, illuminated, however you prefer to say it. There's no fear in that. Let's put this another perspective, shall we? So, my house, I don't have such a problem with that because I have windows that are, I get light in quite a bit. But let's say that your house is in a position that farther out in the country, overgrown trees, over, overhead trees that, that keep the house a little darker, especially at night. So, you walk out into a room and you decide that you're not going to turn on the light. Then, lo and behold, you kick the leg of a, the table that you did not remember was there. You really hurt your toes and you fall on the floor and you smack your head against the corner of the doorway. And then you lie there moaning and grinding and crying and complaining. And as some people do, they start cursing. And then you fumble around, you get up and you turn on a light switch. And oh my goodness, what do you see? That table right where it sits all the time in proximity to that doorway where you smack your noggin. Why? Because you chose not to turn on the light. 
And you say, well, what kind of analogy is that? Well, hello, it's a similitude to exactly what the scripture says. If you choose not to turn and go to the light and be illuminated and have your path shown, then you're going to fumble, trip, and fall a lot. You're liable to bust your grill, your front of your teeth. You're going to hit a rock. You're going to hit a stone. You're going to fall and bump your head. And then you're going to lie on the ground. You're going to shake your fist at heaven. And you're going to try to blame God. Well, see, that's coming straight from the devil. Because, see, the devil is blame, condemnation, judgment, belittling, degrading. So your language and your speech comes from he whom you follow. The same thing that Jesus tried to declare to the Sanhedrin. They didn't get it. He said, of course you don't understand it because your words come from he who is your father. And you follow his speech because he speaks not the truth, he speaks lies. They didn't get it. So he had to come out and say plain, you're the son of the devil. Which really served to tick them off, but... But I'm going to share John 3.16. I'm going to read that, that whole passage that this pastor stands on the stage and declares to be a lie and that God is teaching falsely and that we are teaching falsely and we need to change it. No, that's his, that's what he wants to do because he wants to be something that he's not. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. And every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. What that means is that Everybody can see now what he's been up to or she's been up to. And it's illuminated and put out there. Put out there front and center on the stage. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds might be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So... The light of the nation of the world. And because those that didn't or chose not to believe in Jesus, they condemned themselves. But this perverted pastor who is speaking the words of his father, as a Sanhedrin does, preaches lies, and they choose, he chooses to preach that, which is false doctrine, false teaching, and that he's trying to get you to believe in that white noise interference that comes from the devil as opposed to the truth. Jesus did not come to condemn, but gave us an opportunity to be saved, to be redeemed. That is what he came for, that we have that choice to have that thing. And we are saved by grace. This is, this is something that we have to remember too. That we are saved by grace and mercy of God. We're not saved by our good deed. There's many religions that get that 
crosswise and backwards. We're not saved because of all the goody-goody tissue stuff we're doing. We're saved by the grace of God and his mercy and his will, that he loves us and we are his children and he wants us to be redeemed. Not by all the good stuff we do. We do good works and we do good things because of our salvation and because that is the desire of our Father is that we do good things to share with others in this world. That's his desire for us. It isn't by these works that we're saved. And there's many that, that preach it that you, that you got to do that. In order to get saved, you got to do all this. Well, no, you don't. There's only one thing and one thing only that you have to do. Well, several steps in it, but one thing. And that's simply believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. Then, of course, you have faith in God and you pray the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Those are the steps that proceed that are part and parcel of the one thing that you need to do. That's all you have to do. Hear the words, drawn to it. You, you feel a tug at your heart. That's because the Holy Spirit is trying to pull at you. Then you hear the white noise interference that I don't have to do that. That's the, those are the minions of Satan that are trying to pull you back and keep you in the darkness. simply need to say yes I do yes I will let's go I do believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten son I will have faith in you Holy Spirit take me down the road let's go I do I will let's go simple you can do it on your own. You can do it at a, at a prayer meeting at church. You can do it when they have an altar call. Or you can do it with a neighbor who's in the word or believes. And you can kneel down together. And how cool it would be for you to do that together. And both of you accept the Lord at the same time. Wow. That could be exciting. Could set your house on fire with the lightning exploding and all that stuff. Of course, I'm being facetious, but... There are, I have seen things that happen. Didn't understand it when I was a younger man, but as the word tells us uh, that we see through the glass darkly, we don't understand because we're younger. It's the same thing with the word of God. Don't understand things because you're young, you haven't been studying it, it might be a first time that you've been in it. Um, and as you stay in the word, it becomes stronger. You understand more and the Holy Spirit helps to guide you. It's very cool. It's a very good place to be. I fall sometimes as all of us do. We all, all come, fall short of the glory of God. All of us. Even you see you know, these pastors and all this stuff that they're up there talking and they do this great uh, orations and all these things and then people look and say, yeah, what about them? That didn't ever happen to them. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's just not being made manifest or they're not declaring it in their programming because it might not be relative or pertinent. But there are individuals, one who I 
favor. I like him. He teaches well. I like his word. I've tried his spirit, and it's true. But he's declared where he stumbles sometimes, as we all do, but also repents and declares the word of God as a truth. We must all heed that. Be aware of it. You don't need to declare yourself to be something that you're not. And if you're not, just own up to it. Don't go around roaring out as a lion. I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. If you're not, you're not, period. Be true to the word of God. Be true to yourself. Be true to those that are around you. If you're not, you're not. Simply make amends and make an estimate. Don't declare yourself to be something that you're not. Those labeled Christians that threw that label up on their head, I am a Christian or just says Christian, and they're not really because they don't read the word, they don't share the word, they don't testify. Still, we must pray for them. Pray for them that they're drawn. Pray that they repent. Just like I was sharing back there, Eli and his children, he let them run amok and didn't, he was not corrective. Consequently, they suffered a great pain. His children were killed. They were killed. So, simply, I'm not saying that God will allow that to happen. He loves us. What I am saying is that don't go around saying that you're something if you're not. Because then you become very uh, pharisaical. There are individuals that I see, and there's one in particular, and I still pray over him, pray for him. But he stands around in the corners, and all he does, he doesn't say anything, he doesn't share anything. What I've learned is that he actually doesn't know the Scripture. He doesn't know the Bible at all. He repeats things that he heard. He doesn't know the scripture. He doesn't share the scripture. All he does is he puts himself in the way and he waves the Bible back and forth. That's all he does. And the truth is that he's doing a different approach to get handouts. But he's trying to be a declaration of something that's not true. That's unfortunate, but I pray over him. I pray over him because he can repent and the Lord can use him. The Lord can use us all. All things work for good with them that love the Lord. All things, all things, all things. That's the truth. Guard your words, be truthful, be honest, stand boldly and upright and righteous.